4. Hello friends, welcome back to the podcast. How have you been? How have I been? Well, we've been here. <laughs> that's how that's how we've been. Um today I have a very special guest. You may know him uh from this other podcast that I also do uh very regularly from the podcast How to Malay. Uh ladies and gentlemen, uh boys and girls and bees and gentlemen, this is all the way from Singapore, Kamarul Hazi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Are you gonna do this in Malay? No, I'm not. I'm not. Right. I just, I just right, learned man. that uh, uh, the, uh, the nickname to call you is Mozak, and I'm just addicted to that now. How are you just you learning this from where? Uh, from y- your YouTube channel, man. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And, and all your, <laughs> okay. all your, you know, YouTube, your, your, what, what do you call? What? Uh, shit. The the screen before you click on the video. Your thumbnails. thumbnails. Yeah, your thumbnails yeah. are all like, Mari makan dengan Mozak. I'm going to call you that now. <laughs> Alright, so pa- pause on that for a bit. I feel like I need to intro you yeah, to yeah, the ahead, listener. Okay, <laughs> so listeners who follow me a lot, you may know that I already do a podcast called How to Malay with Kamarul. Uh, but I do need to tell you how we know each other. Kamarul is a, a, a stand-up comedian as well. He uh, comes down to KL back when that was still possible. And uh, uh, we we got to know each other from being comedy peers, and uh, you should check out his stuff at Q A M S H O T Kamshot on Instagram. And uh, yeah, he's a really funny dude. Uh, I like the boy. He's the only other Malay uh, comedian, a Singaporean aside from Fuzz. So yeah. And uh, you though, come. <laughs> I, okay, okay. No, no, here's the thing. This podcast has been going on for a while, and it took me quite a while to get you on, even though we've been on so many podcasts uh, before. This is the first time you're on this podcast. 20, 21 episodes, to be exact. 21 episodes? Oh, oh yeah, 21 uh, episodes <laughs> of How to Malay. How to and, Malay. Then I'm like, and then I'm like, oh, I should get covered on this podcast too. <laughs> I've been dropping hints the whole time. Like, hey, bro, I just listened to the episode you did. And he never invited me. I was like, dude, how many hints do I have to drop? I'm not trying to be a dick. It's because... It's because I've been trying to do some new thing with this podcast. Where I just want to talk to people who I I really want... I know I can have a particular kind of conversation with. Wow. You know? So, I think in season 4, which is just started, this is only episode 2 of season 4. In season 4, I kind of want to go more into the deep dive stuff that I like to do. And it's just me and Anwar a lot. And maybe other people who I know I can really, like, vibe with uh, and, okay. and riff with. I don't really like... I like repeat guests and I don't really like uh, talking to somebody who people might think is interesting but then I don't know how to vibe with, you know? No, because I think whenever yeah. you have a f- guest for the first time, you kind of feel obligated to intro him to your audience. Yeah, also, you know, just because I like them and I, and, and I, I think they're interesting people doesn't mean I'm going to have a good conversation with them, you know, like the conversation might be good, but they might not be good listening. Ah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so this time I'm like, okay, let's let's try have a chat with Kamaru because yeah. we recently been doing just us two on how to Malay. Yeah. 
Yeah, and those have been good because we also do a good, like, a, a nice chat beforehand and then we do a nice come down chat afterwards. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, okay, this is a good vibe. Let's see if it works for my podcast. So I, pa- so I passed my pod- the, the test to enter, <laughs> to enter your circle. I did that. Yo, you know how my podcast be. It's not, it's not funny. It's not necessarily funny. You know, I get weird and I like to, you know, get into spaces yeah, that it are was comfortable. Like you went on yeah, a yeah. tangent for like 30 minutes about dreams being real life. And I had to um, trudge through that. <laughs> listening to the podcast. You don't have to, you know. Nah, I, I, got, I, like, I like the podcast. Before before the yeah. episode, lah, I like the podcast. Okay. But, <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. You just found out that people call me Mozart. Uh, yeah, because... Mm. I know, I was, Cause I, you, that was on the thing. Like, I wanted to... Remember, we, we, we did a recording couple of days ago mm-hmm. and i said yeah. that, oh i want you you did like a essay type uh video about mm-hmm. uh marajalawa, marajalawa of, yeah. Yeah, yeah so i watched that and then like it recommended me a bunch of like a mental pacha youtube page yes so randomly i just see like uh let me cook whatever i, I saw you i i i watched you make scrambled eggs yep. for saho <laughs> or something i was just yeah. like youtube kept recommending it i was like okay yeah i'll watch you kept clicking it, dude. Don't blame you. No, I didn't. I didn't click. It just <laughs> kept forwarding. You know how like it was oh, forward okay. to the next video. Auto auto play. Yeah, yeah auto it auto play. Okay. I I watch you make mm. uh, scrambled eggs. I watch you make mm-hmm. uh what was dandan me. That yep. apparently people hate it. <laughs> yeah. Because the exact next video you were complaining about there's no peanut butter in this like. <laughs> okay. Here's the fun thing about that one. I recorded... So that was, that was called the Recipe recipe Malas, the Saho edition. Yeah. I recorded all of the recipes in one day. And I kind of knew the reaction I was going to get from the peanut butter one. So... Yeah. <laughs> so you, Maggie, yeah. you didn't use any of the, the serbo. No. Yeah. Peanut <laughs> yeah, butter, yeah. Like, uh, sesame oil or whatever. Yeah. Uh, for, I, there might be people who listen to this podcast and don't know that I have a YouTube channel. I don't know. Uh, I should tell you guys. So yeah. the name of the the podcast is based on the YouTube channel because when I first started season one of this podcast, it was fully in Malay and it was um, an offshoot of the the YouTube thing where I wanted to talk to the people who work on the videos. and then. But that was way before podcasting was hot. Like, so That's way it before was still, you like, I can make money of this. Yeah, 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 way before. I just like the I like the form. So like way back, I started and then uh, I stopped because I didn't have the tech and whatever. So yeah, I do have a YouTube channel, and now you know on the YouTubes. Yeah, I call myself. Mosaic. I mean, don't expect him like be expect a video every like three months. Don't like subscribe thinking it will come out every <laughs> like week to weeks. Yeah, subscribe because you like my face. Yes, and you know, be patient, <laughs> and I I may part out a video every, every like, half a year. I'm, are you the kind of guy? Because I'm the kind of guy who like I watch a video right, and then I'll mm. reset the video all the way back, or I just pause it just to read the comments. Because I just, <laughs> yeah yeah like if it's my own stuff, I never read the comments. But if other people's stuff, I love reading the comments. I and then it. your videos, the comments are mm. every time you post a video, it's like, eh, masih yeah. hidup bagi dini. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the comments, you. It's like because I, what lah video lebih. Yeah. It's always. I'm one of the. I'm one of the OGs of the Malaysian YouTube. Like for real, I started in 2009, back yeah. when nobody was doing it. So it was um uh just me, Anwar, uh Malufi. Uh, a bunch of people who are hot now they started later than me and you know 
It's, like, it's, uh, I, mean, I, just got, I just got a wave. Yeah, but those kids are really late. Uh, so the uh, I just caught a wave, you know, and there was a time where I, we did upload once every week or so, ah. and then and then there's that one really hot video that always pops up every year, always gets into people's recommendations every year, and that one gets me newer subscribers ah. and new followers. Wait, which video is that? So the Tekateki. Ah, okay. Let me watch that later. Then I'll yeah. just go, go that, through. Yeah, <laughs> the the Tekateki one gets me. I. People stop me at the airport for the Tika Tiki video. I, I'm, I'm gonna like, watch your YouTube channel like Netflix. <laughs> just let it play every. No? Like, continue watching. Okay. That would that maybe maybe fun. Yeah. Because no, uh, no, yeah, I think it was you, and then after that, it was the the Vine generation, right? They were like they were a bunch of Malaysian mm-hmm. Viners, and then once Vine mm-hmm. wasn't a thing, then they went to YouTube. Yeah, they went back to YouTube. They started compiling their vines and then put it back on YouTube. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. I stopped because I started, you know, making money from outside. I th- actually, I start. I yeah, I stopped because I I, I was regularly uploading when I was a student, and then I had to get a job, and then I didn't have time. And my creative partner is split ways, creative differences. <laughs> so yeah, mm, now the whole channel is my own. Um, yo, Mozart is such a, as a name. Mosaic. The name Mosaic is a little difficult for me to like hear from people who don't know me from them from there. Yeah, that's why I did it at the start. Even less, I, I bet he's not expecting me to ever say call it Mosaic. Yeah, it because sounds it wrong really coming feel, from my mouth. Yeah, also you don't even really feel good saying it. You don't know me as Mosaic. <laughs> I want to be you know? Malaysian. That's why I'm doing all these things. That's not why people <laughs> who know me as Mosaic aren't necessarily just because they're Malaysian. Mosaic is such a. I don't even call myself Mosaic. That's the thing. Like when we first started, Mentepichai was like a sketch thing, yeah. and Mozart was a character name. Like, cause you know what I mean, cause that was what what people called me at school. And yeah, I thought uh, it was like I, was I like, just assumed it was like a childhood nickname. Not childhood, just specifically these two years in high school, <laughs> in secondary school. And I'm like, oh, okay, you guys call me Mozart, fine. If you call, if you say that, I'll turn my head. But I will never call myself Mozart. I don't put Mozart as a. I never write down Mozart as my name. It's, it's uh, <laughs> to call myself. It's not a thing. But you know, people know me as that, and so okay, yeah. I, I I get it. They they have a different version of me. They know. So yeah, you you know me as Muz or Muzaki. So. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and you don't know who Mosaic is. <laughs> I I want to know. That's why I brought now. <laughs> he's he's long gone. He's a kid. He's, he's like, like oh. ten years ago. You know what I mean? It was a while ago. So Man. I want to know yeah. the guy that's on all these videos that I've been watching the past two days. <laughs> yeah, the past two days. Yeah, for your research <laughs> to getting on the podcast. <laughs> Hey, don't okay. Not the honest things that I'm preparing for. Don't think that I'm preparing for this podcast. I knew about this podcast thirty minutes ago. <laughs> I, I'm breaking the wall I, I want the people to know I, I was eating And like Hey yep. You wanna do an episode It's like Oh shit Okay And like yeah, You know good. You know I've been wanting to You know I've been Dropping hints like, I couldn't say no I, You're like I, dropping I hints prepared. Like I I heard you when you say, "Hey, uh, when you, when we're recording how to Malay," and you tell me, "Yo, I've been hearing mental Paja, listening to mental Paja podcast." I go, I go, "Oh, thanks, man." That's it. I don't, uh, I don't hear that. I don't hear that as I want to be. Like, you know podcast. how like normal like if, if uh, like somebody <laughs> listens to how to Malay and it's a comic or somebody with like a following or does other stuff outside yeah. entertainment stuff, and they go, "Hey, yeah. I'm listening to podcast. I love it." I was like, "Oh yeah, you should be on sometimes." I would immediately do that, mm. but not you. I don't think that you're just no. like I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I know. I'm, yeah, I'm awesome. You, yeah, yeah. If you follow the podcast, you know that's my vibe. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm a little in the, in this podcast. I allow myself to be, you know, drinking my own Kool Aid. Uh, where else can I suck my own dick if not my own podcast? You know That's what I mean? Can I don't even aggressively promote this one anymore. So, like, if you're still listening, thank you. That means you like my weird ramblies, right? So, <laughs> great. Exactly. Good. Yeah. Um. Alright, I had I do have uh, notes. I always have notes for this podcast now. Yeah. Um, it's uh, uh, but I don't feel like these ones are. I almost said I don't want to waste this on you. Wow. But not, <laughs> wow. Okay. I know it's rude, but like that's not. Oh, it, it is the vibe, but it's not. I didn't want to say it to make <laughs> you feel bad. It's more like I. These are like stuff I kind of really want to explain. And I know with you, there's a bunch of stuff that. We are not on the same level with, uh, yeah. you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, but that doesn't stop me or you from trying to understand why, like, each of us will feel that way, though. You know? Uh, yeah, I know, but like, there's some like, okay, for example, whenever we do, whenever it's you, me, and Zaina, and then we get into this place called the vibe check or the mood yes. check, uh. you will retract. Of course, your, you know, yeah, your penis will 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 just absorb itself into your own body. You you turn turtle. You you your I, shields will go up. Uh, I just yeah. I feel like I just enter myself. In a okay, weird way. right. So so for the listener, a mood check or a vibe check is something that oh, we we call it mood check. Um, it, it's something that I like to do with everybody I uh I work with. In usually it's for improv. Uh, before we record an improv thing, before we perform on stage, <clears throat> or in any capacity where I have to work with somebody, and then we have to we have to sort of perform, I will do this mood check where we go, we we genuinely tell each other how we feel uh, uh, throughout the day, and this is important because we need to be honest with our emotions so that we know uh, going forward how to handle it. Because when you're on stage, you're not really a person. You get what I mean. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, you are what you think the audience wants. Yes. And so because of that, if you are uh, in a group setting on stage, a lot of things can happen on stage that can be much um, emotionally uh, abrasive and difficult to manage. Like, let's say, uh, if before a roast, you don't know that a roast is coming, it's going to be hard. You're not preparing yourself for suddenly being piled on. You know what I mean? Emotionally, it can be difficult if you don't know that you're going uh, on a roast. Uh, or macam, if you're in a scene and then somebody is talking about a subject you're, you're not ready, you're not prepared for, like a subject that might be triggering or like a subject that you have, it not, might not even be emotional, it might just be out of your intellectual depth, right? Like, like, something like you just don't understand. People, yeah. yeah, something you don't understand, how will you be able to cope with that? Would you be able to take it somewhere emotionally? Would you just panic? Would you, would you, would you get flustered? Would you, you know, reach for jokes? So all of these uh, much, um, instinctual reactions that happen on stage, if we all know where our emotional baseline is, we will know how to take care of each other more on stage. So yeah. the mood check is something I do a lot, and I know for you, it's not something you do no. as often. It's something oh, ever. Is it? Is it like new for you the whole idea of a mood check before yes. you met me and Zena? <laughs> Until we had that conversation the first time we were recording, I had no idea people did that. Because mm. like, because okay, I think the need to know like I purely hundred percent as of now just do stand up comedy. Okay, and that is a completely uh. different. Like certain ex- the expectations you have of being on stage is completely different from what you because guys. Because you're do. alone. Yeah, because you're alone. alone. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so you don't have anybody to check with. Yeah, that and also I I don't care. Leave me alone. I want to do like just let me yeah, be I your stage. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So with with improv and with other stage work, to me, I feel is is very important to make sure where everybody is emotionally, and then we go up. So that is the baseline that me and Anwar are familiar with. Yeah. So be, even way before we start recording, we know where each other's moods are and then we know when we're going to play, we, when we can retract, when we get serious, when we don't. So that our rhythm is like flowy. So there's no, you know, there's no stuck stop-start weirdness. Right, you know? right. Yeah, that's, the, that's, that's, why, that's why if I suddenly bring these kind of notes that I have here for you, I worry about where you're going to go. Because <laughs> we don't know how you know? vulnerable. I like okay. The thing about the whole mood check vibe check thing is, ah. it it's just so weird to me. Before we started like actually doing uh, our own podcast, it's so weird yeah. to me the concept of opening up to yeah, like just opening up to someone. Like why they don't care? Hmm. They don't need to know. Let's just okay. we have a job. Let's to be funny. Let's just do that. Right. Okay, I understand that point. Um, but like. Um, you also know that. Oh, okay. You also are familiar, I hope, with uh, uh, confessional uh comedians who go on stage and that they talk about very powerful emotional stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? So, like Dave Chappelle's Eight Forty Six, yeah. the the special where he talks about George Floyd, where it wasn't even funny. Uh, Mark Maron maybe when he talks about uh his drama. Or even the so latest are... Chappelle thing about his Chappelle sh- like cancel <coughs> Chappelle show then. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, so those are important. Okay, so those are important, like confessional shit. And before I started improv, I did stand up first. So I like when 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 somebody's on stage, they manage to become brutally honest with themselves, painful and vulnerable, and then they manage to be funny anyway. Because I like it when think when I manage to get the audience to some place uncomfortable and then make them uh, accept it by making them laugh about it and making it a little lighter for everybody to carry. You get what I mean? Yeah, but that takes years of stand-up, bro. Like, close to a decade. Or, or it takes you knowing how your emotion works and how to no, manage it with a bunch of people. You may be good at, like, managing your emotion, but then mm. you have to have that same level of, yeah, uh, like, aptitude in your on the comedy mm. side. Oh, yeah, okay. I understand that. Because it's so easy to just go up up on stage and do poetry and make people cry and yeah. then leave. Right? Exactly. That's very... To me, it's very easy. I think for us, because, because we know how to write something, try a setup and then stop. You know what yeah. I mean? We can, we can write a setup that's building tension and then we just don't do the punchline and that will make people sad. Exactly. We know for sure. Yeah, we know for sure how to do that. Yeah. So yeah, most of the open mics are that way. It's just you building up shit and... <laughs> Having no punchline, you're like, I'll figure it out. And you never do. And you just leave the audience like, what the fuck was that? Uh, right. So that's like a, like, like a poetry open mic. But I, I, I feel like, because I've done stand-up for a while enough for me to be like, I know this pattern of breaking the tension so much. I'm very comfortable with building tension and then figuring out how to, how to break it. And I, I mean, I don't always succeed in breaking it, but I do like... Uh, you know, Attempting staying in the silence. Yeah, staying in the silence, making people uncomfortable a little bit. And I'm noticing that off off stage, that's that skill set of just sitting in silence on stage. Uh, <laughs> that thing of being okay with being uncomfortable. I brought that off stage as a way for me to confront the shit 
I am emotionally maybe unwilling to feel, unwilling to confront, you know, working on my own shit. That actually has helped me. If I keep going on stage and keep bringing up, uh, talking about me and, and sampai uncomfortable, and then I only am able to deflect it with humor every single time. If that is the uh, pattern of behavior I teach myself to do on stage, and then I bring that off stage, that means I'm not dealing with my shit uh, very well. You know what I mean? I feel like you're attacking me with this. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm this, not. Uh, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just explaining to you where I am. So what you're seeing is I, what I've been doing for the past five years has not been working. No, no. I'm and saying I'm what you're doing is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm saying what you're doing is what you're doing. What I'm doing is what I'm doing. You know. Alright. Yeah, yeah. Like with Anwar, he doesn't even try to be funny. He's a theater guy. He's yeah. so used to going on stage and making people cry or making people angry, and then <laughs> and then doing nothing about it. Uh, but also <laughs> with just improv, leaving. he knows. Yeah, just leaving. Yeah, and then uh, and then, but because we we do improv together, he knows that oh, the idea is to to subvert expectations and to like release attention with humor. <clears throat> Speaking about that, man, do you watch theater or like uh, drama, like live stage drama? Do you? Ah, uh, not, not really. I did that for a while, but it was all like shitty school plays. Like you know, your friends <laughs> okay. in uni, then they do some right. theater shit, and then you support. You have to fake bring flowers, like you care. Do you and, wait? Fake bring flowers? Did like, you yeah, bring fake care. flowers? I bring flowers, but oh. you fake care that oh man, that's a great job. <laughs> like it wasn't really. I just came uh, to see school- you in makeup, bro, so I can laugh at you. The school one is the school one, so you've never seen the like, actual like, professional. No, I've never been to the actual like okay. theater productions. I have, yeah? and I think us as, as I think we both being comics, you can appreciate this. I'm watching theater, and I'm like, I feel like this is so difficult for me to watch because what I have seen, what I'm seeing, is a bunch of people performing and making the audience feeling all type of uncomfortable emotions, and yeah. then no release. Like yeah. We have to figure out how to release on our own. It's such a mean thing. I can see I that. It's like, like, it's that kind of thing. Like, it's like stand-up in a way. It, it depends on how good the comic is. But mm. it, the idea is to either bring a heavy topic and make it lighter for everyone. Yeah. Right? Through the medium of laughter. But then theater is you bring it up and then you're like, okay, now you deal with it. We just brought it up. That's all we did. Like, right. let's, I'm going to bring on like serious topics. Like, let's say the main, main uh, protagonist... It's like a woman struggling after like sexual assault, right? Oh, there's no uh, like, there's yeah. no supposed to be like. Th- never the end is like you can't laugh at that at any point. Like if stand up, if a comic is good enough, they can make you laugh at yeah. that situation. Yeah, yeah. But if it's theater, you then you're just sad for her, and yeah. then you're like, I, why is she gonna? Because the the story doesn't continue. Yeah. Exactly. So you're like, As oh, comics. I guess she has to live with that. Yeah, as comics, I I like what the fuck? What did you do to me? You know what I mean? I mean, I, as an audience, I'm like, what the hell? It's and then when I when I hear good reviews of theater shows, people are like, oh oh yo, that theater show was so good, I cried. Uh, why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> why is this good? Why do I want to go to a thing and cry? I can do that while I bomb on stage. At least with like <laughs> Disney Pixar movies, I cry. But I and like at the end, there's also like the the resolution. There's a happy end. There's a like there's joy mm. to it, right? But theater, mm. like whenever they want to go into this deep dive on emotion, it's yeah, always yeah, sad. Yeah. <laughs> like they always go because you can overact sadness. Like when you overact mm. happiness, you're just crazy. 
<laughs> oh, oh shit! But okay, this is an interesting point. I didn't consider this. So you think if you overact sad, people can still like believe it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I see hysterical sadness. I I get it. Like it's powerful emotion. But hysterical joy is like I should. Hysterical watch joy, this. your Joker. <clears throat> oh, hmm. <laughs> you know, like you can't. And also, like no one. <laughs> I mm. feel like that. Like there's no no one ever like. I think like, it's this cliche thing, but all artists like gravitate towards sad stuff to like work their shit out, right? Like yeah. comics, right? Some of them write traumatic experiences to make people laugh at it, to make the subject lighter. Or like theater will write about something traumatic in their life and make or, like a war stories or something like that, right? But yeah. no one ever enters like a writing mood where like, you know what? I'm going to write about happy shit. Actually, that I do that. But do, have you ever, is there ever a production of it? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, sometimes, okay, yeah, yeah. Writing from happy is, is uh, I think, a good exercise to do. Like, w- when you say, um, when you say the theater, people write, like, like to write about sad things, I get it. Because, if, because when you make something sad for, the, for, for, for a theater or a poem, it makes sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, you can watch something to make you cry or listen to poetry to make you cry. But stand-up or comedy, you're not, you, that's not the point. But, to write from joy is something I do and I, I, I think it's really fun to attempt because it's a, it's a thing that uh, I think a lot of people sort of much um, a lot of people buy into this uh, myth that you need pain to be creative. I don't agree with this. I think this no, but is... But then even the story, it needs pain so that at the end, if you, it's a happy story, you have to go through some dark <laughs> shit for you to reach it and then it goes mm. up the story you like, talk about most stories you're, talk, you're talking about story now yeah, I mean mo- I'm talking about just a piece you uh, know what I mean like a, a joke or or a sketch or or a piece of poetry even you can write from joy and then and then and then just your thesis statement can be I like this and then all the jokes are why you like it yeah no you know no, I mean, mean? If, it, if it's a piece yeah. I, I understand right Not writing yeah. for happiness but yeah. it's that whole like hero's can, journey it can't be you winning the whole time Okay, actually, you, even the hero's journey, you don't necessarily have to go to hardship. Well, the hero's journey but has that's, what? That's, okay. like, that's like, you know how uh, like comedians have hacky bits? Uh-huh. I think that's the hacky bit for like writers. <laughs> you know, hacky, yo, yo, as a, as a writer, <laughs> you have to read through a bunch of scripts and writing a lot of stuff. Yo, bro, there's so many hacky shit. I get bored of movies so easily. But like, okay, so put a pause on that. But like, so the hero's journey necessar- doesn't necessarily have to involve uh, uh, bad or dark stuff. You just have to encounter a new situation that you have to adapt to. Yeah. That's it. And adapting to something new is difficult. That's it. And, or, or, you know, or different. It doesn't have to be dark or painful. So that's the thing about the monomyth. Yeah. Uh, so back to the, like, the hacky shit. I've, I, it's hard for me to like watch anything now because... Of how I I get I mean I'm very familiar with like tropes and like yeah. writing sort of uh, crutches, like <clears throat> when a when a when a side character that is not essential to the current uh plot talks a lot, yeah. In the murder mystery, then you know they're the bad guy. You know, <laughs> like, so why are you becoming yeah. invested in a side character? Yeah, yeah. It has What's to be something. On? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, this is the bad guy. All right. Here's a oh here's a cheat. I hate this cheat. 
This once you see this, once you know this cheat, you're like, ah, oh, fuck you. If you if you make the main character cry, I'm like, I'm supposed to the main character cry and then at a sad moment in the story, and then you, the main character also cries. I'm like, this is kind of bullshit. You're like forcing me. Like I know it's a sad scene. You don't have to punch me in the face with it. Yeah, like if you make the main character cry, like, oh, this is cute for me to cry, right? Because I identify with the guy. Come on, man, fuck this. And it always <laughs> happens like at the at this like the second half of the second act where everything's like they they dip before the third act yeah. when you hurrah, and it's always that sad song is there and the character <laughs> the character's doing the crying, <laughs> talking and crying. Like, no, fuck this shit, man. I'm I, you can't do this thing to nah, make okay, me cry. Okay, but but ah. I respect it when Viola Davis does it. What is this now? Do you know Viola Davis, the actress? Uh, so she's a okay. black actress who 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 plays a lot of like big roles, but she's known for okay. the snot. Do you know uh, how to get away with murder? Uh, you gotta get to the point you're making. Alright, all I say is with her instead of asking me if I know. Yeah, with her, whenever she cries and there's snot and she's talking, yeah, it works. Yes, because good acting. Because you are em- empathetic. Like humans, we all like to relate okay, so to each other. Okay, so you're just saying if you're reading it on a script, you're right. If you're just reading yeah, it on yeah, a piece yeah, of paper, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a story oh, purely, guy. Okay, so purely on the paper, then okay. Purely, purely on a writing standpoint, if you make your character cry at a scene that is supposed to be sad, I feel like that's a cop out a little okay, bit. Okay, I get that. You know, I like sure watching somebody cry can make you cry. I'm not against actors being good actors. I'm just saying like if you write. A scene and then your main character cries and that's when I'm supposed to cry and then the music swells up I'm like come on man just make me cry in a different way like I, I guess I'm just bored of like the uh, the three act structure shit no, but I see that so often like, I, I, I talked to you about how I like yeah. I want to get into more writing in terms of different mediums yeah. right yeah. so the way I like I see a lot of, like so in a way I'm now watching a lot of shows watching a lot of a lot of different types of shows and I get yeah. the feeling that you don't have to be good Anymore to get shit made because well, a lot of us, to... you just have to. That is the act itself of writing it that's worth way more than writing good shit. Because so many bad stuff gets made. Okay, can you can you explain that again? I'm not sure I understand what you okay. mean. Okay, so like uh, and I try to get into writing. I like the way I think about it is like, oh, I want to be a good writer. I want to actually be good at okay. this kind of thing. Yeah. And then you get yeah. about you you go onto Netflix and you just pick a random show or whatever like or the what's popular or something. Yeah, yeah. And you just sense about how badly written it is, but oh. it still got made. So you're saying uh, you don't have to be a good writer to get things made because you just need to be writing a lot. Or I know no people who can make that happen for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Because because making things doesn't require talent. It requires the thing to be made. <laughs> Making things cost money. That's it. It doesn't really cost talent. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's funny. Like, it's just sad. Like, oh, come on, man. Because sometimes you see, you see good pieces of work, right? Mm. And huh? like I watched, uh, what's the movie recently? Like, uh, it's about a drummer or musician who progressively gets deaf. Okay. Throughout the movie. And it's so, like, it's such a good piece of work. Okay. Where like a lot okay. of critics will say it's a good, good movie, but then right. it no one's. I asked so many people and no one's watched it, mm-hmm. just because it's not and a thing that's in the in front of everyone's eyes. Right. But yeah, then yeah, you uh, you tell them about fucking what what's a movie that a lot of people watch? You are about fucking 
James Bond. Ocean's Eight. Okay. Yeah. On Netflix, and it's number three yeah. trending because everyone's watching it. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, this is I guess this is new information now for Kamarul. So let's all uh, help him out here with, <laughs> with understanding. What, what, did, what did I not know? <laughs> Well, that you don't need to be good to make stuff. You just need money. Also, what you consider as good is what you consider as good. It has nothing to do with how big the marketing push is. Nothing to do with how talented the actors are. Nothing to do with where uh, this. How many how many like screens is being distributed to? It's uh making things right now is like so cheap and the demo- the the democratic sort of flatness that, you know, equipments are cheap, uh, distribution models, yeah. you know, that don't matter anymore. Uh, uh, you can put whatever you want on, on online and people can just watch it. It means, uh, it means content is like, a, every, everybody is diarrhea in content yeah. right now. The listener is listening to a podcast. This, what is this? This podcast. This is a, a couple hours long. And, for what? You could have wa- listened to a really good audio book by somebody who's talented. <laughs> you could have listened to, yeah, you could listen to music, but but we're still listening to, to the podcast because it used to be that content was king. But now that everybody can make content, the thing that is really of value, I think, now is community. Yeah. So, like, yeah, so you buy into the, you buy into a piece of product that is part of building your identity or like part of a a, a tribe that you want to belong to and uh, that is where that is where you will enjoy the content you like most so f- for me I've like uh, I, I don't have a particular like tribe that I was subscribing to but very recently it was the Bon Appetit uh, punya YouTube channel okay. because there's this group of uh, uh, test kitchen uh, food writers who are not uh, video hosts they're food writers but they slowly became video hosts because uh, they were they were shooting content and then they and their banter with each other became like interesting became like office drama and a video about cooking uh, curry becomes uh, them you know this 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 chef having a problem with this chef and then this other chef has their own show and then they all intermingle okay. and that was really fun for me to watch and I was like into it because I like who they are and what what they're about and then some some drama happened and then I'm no longer into it so like people who listen to this podcast also are people who are into what I'm doing you follow uh, Mental Pachau on YouTube maybe you like uh, Pinball Monkeys on Patreon and you kind of like to follow the Instagram, see what they're up to. You watch my Instagram that I posted up uh, recently where I answered a bunch of questions. So so that's, uh, that is the community you kind of want to belong to. You listen to me because you like how I speak or think or talk. You like the guests I bring on. You're not necessarily, not necessarily because this podcast is going to be podcast of the year. You know, hey, this episode what? is... It might be, man. This, you don't know. This episode, there's no such thing as podcast episode of the year. Okay, I'll make it <laughs> just thing. so you can have it. Okay, <laughs> that's not how it works. So, like, I, I took me a while to know this as well. I thought just being good is gonna get me places, but nah, no. Yeah, I got, I got. You know what I mean? I got really. You know how good I am, and then I'm still like this. <laughs> okay. What I mean is, yeah. What I mean is. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not anywhere good. I'm just saying that as good as anyone can be, you know, there's a bunch of other things that will stop you from making things uh, uh, until it reaches the sort of critical yeah, mass that, that yeah. you want 
you know so i have learned that i can't just be good and and wait until my work is good before i put it out i have to just keep doing because the only difference between something good and something isn't is whether or not people like it and people change you get what i mean like and it's this, not like this it's okay for you to like i see this with a lot of things like it's okay for you to not like something it then it's well, just not for you Yeah, of course. This is like, new for you as well. No, it's not new for me. <laughs> okay. I'm not that dumb, boss. Okay? I, okay? <laughs> This is the whole shtick I do to make you feel better about yourself. Oh, is that why you do it? Yes. Because there's <laughs> okay, the dynamic thanks. that's been set and I can't break that. That's what the audience are comfortable with. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, you were saying it's okay to not like things. Yeah, it's okay to not... Like, I just... I can't get over like you know how like and like I say the comment stuff where people are just like oh this is so shit then why are you watching it though like you just you don't have to watch anything mm. that's not something you don't like at all yeah yeah I used to be the guy who like I would like to talk shit about movies that are bad and then un- until until I started hanging out with the comics who really like talking shit about bad movies. And I'm like, you guys are spending too much energy on this. Because at the time, I was genuinely curious about why something that is so unpleasant to me can get made, you know? Yeah. But now that I have had experience making my own shit a lot, I'm understanding that it is, it is never 100% from pen to paper until the finished product, you yeah. know? On the way, so many things changes. I'll be lucky if 40% of my vision gets to the final product. I think I'm you know? at the stage where you were at. Where you're like, why are all this bad stuff being made? I'm at that stage of my own, <laughs> okay, okay. Right, you know, right, right. Yeah, my yeah, own yeah. bubble. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's fine. I mean, uh, at first you really want, it's good for you to still, you know, be incredulous and really want to find out how, what is good, what is bad, why is this being made, why is that being made, because that forms your sense of taste and that will help you know what kind of work you want to do. Um, like for me, I'm I I kind of know already what the kind of stuff I I like. I love doing improv. I like making people slightly uncomfortable and then making them laugh in the end. <laughs> I like getting a little deep into weeds, playing at the top of my intelligence, and then like getting people places where they might not intend to go. I love doing that shit. Um, so Netflix, right? You were talking about how how you're like, oh, it's number three on trending. Yeah, I know. Okay, they said their trending thing. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know, boss. You've, you you sh- no. you shared on this before. This is the I, first yeah, time. Yeah, but not, not on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I know this. Like, the idea that because it's trending is good because I was saying that on Netflix they don't tell you how they measure the trending, yeah. so they can put whatever they want on trending to get you to watch what what they want. Because we instinctively like to watch what other people like. We go, hey, how come this is trending? I thought this was whatever, and then you click it, and that's. Uh, uh, subconsciously a way that not subconsciously like, like indirectly a way that Netflix can lead you into watching something that might not even actually be trending in the first place that's one but another thing is the way Netflix chooses uh, content to put out is not by talent or what it's by uh, data yeah. This they are famously a data company they're a tech company they look at Uh, the buzz online. Do people want this uh, a continuing season of this series, and then they bankroll? Can so yeah. and in that way, I do understand why uh, some people do not like. You know, you know this whole thing. I don't know if you listen to a lot of LA comedians in your podcast. I kind of yeah. But I there's there yeah. There's always some snide comment about how net how they how Netflix will give everybody everybody a special, yeah. and how Netflix will just fund whatever. Uh, there's even the Rick and Morty thing. 
where uh, Rick and Morty episode where Morty said his friend sold something to Netflix. And Morty is like, what, 10, 10 years old? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? It's because of the data thing. Yeah. Uh, and which is, which well, I understand juga lah why, why people are against against it. But also I get why people are for it because content is hemorrhaging everywhere. People are like fucking bleeding content. It's good for, pe- for people who want to distract themselves. Uh, God knows we need to be distracted right now. Yeah, but, now we'll be, everyone, like everyone's watching everything that they can. They have so much, you know. Malaysia, yeah. 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 Yeah, but also, <laughs> but also the the other side of people who want the craft to be good, and 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 they they are willing to like get the best people and then pay them and then baru yeah put up because this is why I like still to wait for HBO specials uh. because HBO are like they're notorious for or they're known for like picking a particular comedian and then giving them an hour you know what I mean like Gerard Carmichael. I think Daniel Sloss is HBO. Yeah, Daniel Sloss uh, X. And uh, these people, yeah, and these people are usually memang for that year. Memang they are the the voice that's pushing the craft. I feel like Daniel Sloss is really pushing it with X. I know that yeah. Gerard when he was out twenty eighteen, he was the guy, and um, so I get that Netflix. Meanwhile, just bagi sa sapu just special, you know, which whoever is not. Has a following. I mean, <laughs> yeah, whoever has like, a following. Yeah, I, yeah whoever I, has I, a following. Not, not, yeah, I'll, I'll, not that it's a bad thing that they're doing. It's good lah. Everybody gets other opportunities, bagus lah. But it's a different thing. You know what I mean? It's a yeah. whole different thing. When Nef- the Netflix special is different from HBO special, it's different from a uh, Comedy Central half hour. So like, it's whole is all different. Uh, I don't know. There's a thing where like, if you're really good at your craft, you tend to be yeah. a lot more expensive than someone who's shit. <laughs> so they'll, you know, they'll go for they'll they'll look at the the the, the, yeah, the yeah. money and like. I don't want to pay that much. I get it. You know, I understand. I, I totally not yeah, like yeah. the production side. Like I'm slowly creeping mm. into the production side, and I get it. Okay, because yeah. you're not just yeah. booking him. Then you're booking what he what he wants, the people he wants to work with, and he can get yeah. very expensive. So fuck that. I don't want to work with him. <laughs> that's that's my immediate instinct when I learned that they were getting. Uh, af- I think after Captain America. Well, when your movie is when when Marvel started picking out all these directors who are lesser known, yeah, you know what I mean. Like Ryan Coogler only did like Fruitvale and then the, the other one, and then well, they Fruitvale was Fruitvale. good though. Yeah, Fruitvale and Creed, and then yeah. they bagi him Black Panther. Uh, Taika, even though Taika is big in his think, circle, yeah. they they bought Taika to do Ragnarok. Who else is like small? But they gave him John Watts. When they John first Watts when they did, first got the John the Watts brothers, was it what the brother's Ooh. name? They, the one who did Russo, the, yeah, the Russo brothers they were yeah. only known for like some community episodes and that's it and dude they did community and arrested development and then yeah. and from, immediately yeah, got the, the range to soldier. the kingdom yeah yeah I mean they, they took their time but yeah, they did yeah. get with the soldier first and, and then they got so like so good yeah it was good because they they are like I, I, I thought because they wanted to save some money <laughs> if they get big directors directors are gonna be like ah oh, my vision but then you know Feige's like no my vision John Watts is a new kid he did, he did barely anything and then they gave him Spider-Man and now he has Fantastic Four as well Shit. so I'm like great and in the Eternals they gave Chloe Zhao uh, Eternals so I'm like Shout out to Chloe Zhao. I love <laughs> no, it. No, I fully I like the one the one thing I fully understood because like I started reading more into because I like uh like Netflix did a couple of Marvel series, right? The Jessica Jones, yes. uh, Daredevil, Punisher, all that, and they, yeah, yeah, 
a lot of them got cancelled after the third season. Right? Yeah. And then everyone's like, why yeah. this happened? And then I read somewhere it's basically because their contracts ran for three seasons and then if they were going to make a fourth, they have to renegotiate their contract. Yeah. So a part, part, a part of it was like, yeah, we're done, but like, I don't want to pay you any more money. So yeah, the season's over. Yep. And like, and that's totally on the production side. I was like, okay, yeah, I get it now. Yeah, like, yeah it's, it's a gonna, full production thing. Because yeah, yeah, everyone, yeah. like, the actors are famous, fucking famous now from this show. They're going to yeah, want so much yeah. more money. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also the, the the thing that's bad about, not bad, like, the thing that's different about Netflix is that there's no back end. Yeah. There's no, like, yeah, because of you, you you get paid a thing for the thing and then you, you dump out the money, you're done. There's no, like, royalties continuing payments for for much um ratings whatever nothing so it's just okay. on there if it's if yeah. Netflix original it's just gonna be on there until Netflix is Forever. no more yeah yeah, yeah. so um, okay yeah I do not I've never gotten into production it's such a headache for me but I do know people who are in production and who are good at it and these production people man I'm like my hat's off to them because yeah. I I understand they need to be creative also with finding time, finding, uh, you know, putting everything together, knowing how to solve uh, logistical problems. But goddamn, doing all that and then have no creative say, fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then no, My and the thing is, is, I can't do it. I can working with talent. Some of them are just the worst. I fully <laughs> understand that now because I became that person that I thought I hate. Well, you became bit, I wasn't. I was never like. I'm never ever. I, like, I'm not famous at all. Like at, at any mm. stretch of the imagination, like I'm not famous. Okay. But I was at the know, time you're doing this. Yeah. I was doing uh, Comedy Central Stand Up Asia, right? And yeah. uh, the season with Zainal, and uh, the first day, like it was cool. The first day of shoot, like I, I was like a shy, I was, like oh yeah, no, it's okay. Like, I wanted to be the nice person because it's my first time ever in a production. And yeah. so they they like no uh they asked me like, do you want anything for breakfast do you want me to get you coffee I was like oh never mind lah after this shoot I'll go buy myself I go buy some myself it's like oh no yeah. that, this is our job like we we here to take care of you I was like oh okay whatever the second day I show up like oh yeah can I get a cappuccino and a croissant from uh Tiong Bahru Bakery outside yeah thanks immediately like immediately like felt no guilt <laughs> <laughs> like yeah can I get a I don't want a cappuccino. Like, I drink kopi from the kopi tiam. Like, why did I feel the need to immediately go to a cappuccino on the second day of production? That was how fast you got used to the lifestyle, bro. Immediately, I was like, oh, yeah, just get me that. I'm No, I was confident. I was like, oh, yeah, just get me that. I'm going to go uh, get makeup done now. I just walk to... Did, did like, they give it to you? Yeah. We, within the next 25, within the next 20 minutes, I got... Uh, I got my breakfast and my coffee. In in your defense, I'm gonna I'm gonna defend your actions. They they probably feel better that they that they had something to do. Yeah, that's what he said. It's like, you know, please, yeah. if you need anything, tell us so we have a job to do, or else it will just look like I'm not doing my job. <laughs> that's that's what the guy said yeah. to me. I'm like, if you want a job, I can yeah, I can help you out with that. Yeah, great. Yeah, you're giving people work. You know, it's no, a good the first thing. day you're, you still feel you're... guilty. You're like, ah, okay lah, can lah, you get me? You go for like, the, you can just get me a, a whatever coffee you get, like a two dollar coffee. The second day, immediately, I'm like. What's the fanciest coffee in this mall? Let me get that. <laughs> was that really your 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 thought process? No, it wasn't. I just like <laughs> okay. I just like said a coffee that I knew because like I'm in the oh, mall. Okay. I can't go like you didn't even uh, want cappuccino. Kopi o kosong. Like I can't just go there. I have to like say something. Uh, that would be he, even harder if you actually ask for kopi o kosong. Yeah, I just ask for what's around. Uh, oh man, um, that. 
yeah, I hope the the listener doesn't feel like that's a. It's actually really important to keep the talent uh well conditioned, you know, yes. makeup and how their mood is like because emotions are super important or as far as on stage goes. Things can get really hairy and weird if you don't take care of people's emotions. So I get it. I totally get it. Why the umbrella and in the sun and whatever and the makeup and shit. Um, because without the talent, you know, the show doesn't go. Yeah, and this okay. don't make it like there's a thing where they. It's not like the talent wants it. You know, like, unless they they ask it for oh, it yeah, specifically. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it's not usually, a thing where yeah. they, it's usually just the production company has hired someone to do that and. If you don't let them do that, they get fired. Or, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, why do we hire yeah, you for yeah, not yeah. doing anything? Yeah, Just let yeah, people yeah, do their true. job. Because sometimes, this is a, this is a real thing that is, there's a potential to happen and it does happen. Actors will do things for themselves and then fuck up production because of that. You know? Oh. Like an actor would insist on doing a thing and then because they are, you know, somewhere where they should be, some it's not just an injury or whatever, they like spend too much time making their own coffee suddenly and then they, they miss a thing, they yeah. miss the sun and they can't talk. Yeah, they you kinda know, wanna know kind of where things. the talent is at all times so they can yeah. call call them in anytime they need a particular shoot to happen. Yeah. That's why like a lot of actors are just complaining that they keep waiting the whole time. Because honestly sometimes yep. the production side they don't know when they need you. It's true. Yeah, they really don't mm. know when they need you. They just need you around. So don't do anything. Don't yeah. go to SO to get your. I fucking yeah. I got the lucky here to get it for you. Yeah, yeah. Don't sweat. Yeah. Don't. Because <laughs> yeah, no, you have to tired. redo makeup. Like, yeah, it's, the whole thing. it's the whole thing. And and this is why I hate. I really don't like productions, man. I get invited to like be a thing. Uh, it's always like I don't get people who approach me and be like, "Can you? You want to be on the on air talent?" I'm like, "Fucking." No, my right. skill set is I don't like I don't like it. I don't like hurry up and wait. I don't like it. I'd rather be writing or yeah. be goofing off. I don't want to be in a place where I'm waiting for a shot that's gonna be garbage because you know I I'm very critical about how other people do shit. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, trust so me, like, I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like if anyone else yeah. knows, it's somebody who spends. <laughs> Like three hours a week with you, I I I know. <laughs> <laughs> like there is a particular, you know, what I mean, like if I if if I'm there and I know what kind of shot they want, and I'm, yo, this the the ones that I've said yes to. There's so many times where I've said yes to a thing, and I go there and I have to fix the script for them. I have to go there and fix it, and I have to go there and provide shit. And we talked about this a little bit, yeah. Ultimately, where I have I had to come in and write stuff and re rearrange things because. Their stuff is that I'm like I'm not being paid for this. If you just paid me to write in the first place, this won't be a problem. This is the other you're way around. Also, the like the first person what? I've ever heard who wants it the other way around. Where like you're a uh, talent and like no, don't hire me as talent. Let, let, let hire me as a writer. A lot yeah. of writers that I know are like yeah, I would love to be talent one day. They aspire yeah, to be because, talent because they're garbage writers. That's why. <laughs> that's that's my that's my opinion. If any writer thinks oh well, actually I'm writing so I can be in front of the camera. What the Fuck out of here, man! If then you're not focusing on your writing. Here's how how much I I like my writing. I I I would write it to the best that I can I can I can do it. And then once the deadline hits, I I submit it. And then I don't even want to be on set because I don't trust whatever happens to it afterwards. Uh. You know what I mean? It's perfect on the draft. You said yes. The deadline is done. I can I can continue fixing a paragraph forever. But the deadline is done. Can okay? I give it to you. You're done. You approve. Now I need to write some other shit because the moment somebody else touches it and tries to interpret it, it's gonna be garbage. 
It's gonna it's gonna be so something you that... don't even want to be there to like make sure your work is represented fairly. I have I uh, I if if I have more skin in the game, I would. Uh. You know what I mean? If it's something that I made from top to bottom, yeah, I want to be there for for the the recording and the but if editing. If it's like you're hired just to write it, you're like okay, this is not yeah, your baby. I'm hired, I just yeah, I'm just. Yeah. If I'm just I'm hired just to write it, I'll be there and I make sure everybody understands what we're going for. Maybe for the rehearsals, I'll be there for the first couple of, for, with the actors. I would really want to sit down with the actors so they know what's going on, they know what to say, who, where the emotions coming from, where the motivation is, what the scene needs from them. And once I'm satisfied with that, I will not be there for the production because I'm too much. Um, I do not want to become a backseat director. Because it's so... I've been to places where I accidentally become that and it's not a good look. You know what I mean? Director says, blah, 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 blah. And then I go tap the shoulder. Excuse me. You blah, 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 blah. What? what? Are you directing now? We're casting time. <laughs> so, like, I don't want to, you know... I, like, I know where my place is. I write the words. You know, I That's place it. people where they need to be placed. I get the intention going, get the message going, get the good jokes in there. And if you need me for the ADR, you know, call me again. But, like... I I I rather not waste time like w- uh. waiting for people to fuck up my lines. <laughs> it's a you know it's a whole deal. It's a, such an ordeal. I'd rather be. I hate editing. Uh, even though I know editing is important, editing for me is a different muscle than writing. And I don't want to. Often I don't want to spend too much time editing something. I would rather overwrite so the edit is minimal. Oh, uh, you know I mean? okay, okay. Yeah, if you're ed- you're if you're writing a spore, you have to edit a lot. You have to do a lot of post production, can. But if you you lay your writing nice, your edit your edit should not be should not take too much time. I don't like editing because editing is like, it's me looking at my own work. You know how the fuck am I gonna judge my own work? I'm awesome. <laughs> yeah. So you want the editor to like you know, if you write it well enough, they just have to put it together instead of fix it. Ideally, yeah. it's, it's never okay. that. It has never happened that way. But ideally, you know what I mean. Yeah. Because editors also will want to add their own touch to it somewhat. Yeah, of course. Because they also course. again yeah. edit. Everyone's an artist. Everyone wants to add their own little thing. It's basically yeah. how like Disney Channel people cartoons would like add loot things at the background just because they want to because they 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 feel like <laughs> it. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fun thing, guys. Just Google hidden penis in Disney uh-huh. uh, cartoons, and you'll find some fun stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's kind of the good thing about working collaboratively with other people. You know what I mean? Like, if as much as I like stand up, I'm writing for myself, and then everything is my own. If I get the laugh, it's all my own. If I die, it's my own death. I do like working collaboratively because other brains are never gonna think like me, and yeah. I like being surprised. And I like it when an editor has their own flair on shit. I, I would rather an editor be over-creative than an editor who keeps asking me how I want it. Because then, I'd rather do the editing myself. Ah, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. And I like call so, you every few hours like, okay, I did this scene. How do you want this to look like? It's like yeah. yeah, I'm like, you should, no. Or like, you should do your own thing, man. I trust you. <laughs> kind of thing. You know, I would rather do do that thing. Yeah, where where collaborative work needs to have like a little bit of everyone's voice in it. So I really like working with the monkeys right now, the female monkeys, because they all have their own shit going. Yeah, so okay. What was that? Nah, it's just the the monkeys thing. (laughs) Like, yeah, we get it. Monkeys are good. Okay, fine. (laughs) What what is that? Okay, I get it. What's this? 
you want your own group is that no, what no. it is no okay, I think I, I fully uh, understand it like in terms of wanting the collaborative part but yeah. I think also that's why I like stand up so much it's because it's mine mm. and mine only yeah you know I understand saying? that yeah, it's I like get it. no I one is gonna it. fuck up my words because those are my words and I'll, if I yep. fuck up I'll get pissed at me and that's fine yeah, yeah, it's a different, it's a whole different uh, muscle, a whole different skill set. Like, um, and also, I like, if I were on the stage, I like to be the one getting the laughs. You know, like it's purely <laughs> selfish. My need to do stand up. Fair, you purely can do that. Selfish. You know, it's, so yeah, I don't, it's okay to be if selfish. If the whole show sucked, whatever, did they like me though? They did. Fine. <laughs> I had a great. You can night. be self- Yeah, <laughs> it's fine for you to be selfish. You know, like for an hour a week for you to be selfish, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I I was I do I was like genuinely thinking about my out singular output with uh. stand up, and the more I write for myself and do and like imagine how a piece by me alone would sound like on stage, the more I feel like I don't know who this audience is gonna be. <laughs> like my shit is like I don't know very singular. You know what I mean? Like the stuff I really want to explore on stage, I don't so know who's specific. gonna sit down for this. Not so specific. It's like I don't know if uh, I hope this doesn't sound like you know I'm I'm blowing myself too hard, but I do feel like whatever I want to talk about, the audience that I'm imagining might not be ready to listen to it. Oh my god! If you had money, you would be Kanye. <laughs> That's what I think. Not 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 uh, graduation Kanye like Kanye now. <laughs> Wow! You know, if you wow. had money, well, not the good Kanye. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> this hurts. You would be oh. Jesus Kanye. Oh wait, Jesus. Okay, Jesus okay. 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 Life okay, of Pablo Jesus. Kanye. Ooh. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, uh, this is not the first time people said this to me. <laughs> yeah, you. So, you know what? I'm trying. You, you, okay. <laughs> So the what? thing I kind of want to talk about is stuff that I have talked about in this podcast. It's just not in a room full of uh, an audience who comes to see me. Uh-huh. It's stuff like, you know, how Malay people look at religion. You know, how, how you know, languages are like. How the the feudal shit with the, with the kings and the sultans. Yeah. If ever I do material about this, it's going to be funny. But then what happens next? I'm going to go, I'm going to be in jail. <laughs> and, but also there's know, a thing where like, like I say it's uh, stand up is selfish, but the, the 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 act of wanting to do stand up is selfish because you want the laughs. You want you to feel good. But the material in itself is not selfish because the audience shapes your material in reality sometimes. Uh, yeah. no, I, I don't know how other people do it, but for me it's You're, like okay. you kinda chip away at some of the things you think you want to add, but then the audience doesn't laugh at it, so you throw it that away. And then you yeah. keep keeping the stuff that the audience laughs at. So they are your editors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree that the audience is uh, a lot of it, and I would go so far as to say the audience is ninety percent of what makes a joke good. Yeah, and and it, and that's why when I say I'm writing for myself, I, I would be hard for me to picture the audience is. I think partly because my work is so... My work, that's me. That's my shit. My voice is so insular. I have not yet developed an audience for it. Uh-huh. Any comedian who has... Uh, 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 or a musician or any like artists who are the themselves and then they, they, make, uh, they make their work for themselves under their own name, they have had to build an audience over time. Yeah. 
uh, and and people have had to learn who they are from a, from a catalog of stuff. And like I was, I was about, I, I was gonna make this point. When you say something is good, <coughs> something is good only for that audience, and audiences grows. And something you think is good now is not gonna be good later. It's not gonna be great, and then maybe much, much later in the future is gonna be amazing again. So like the re, the only real way for an artist to get good is just to keep making stuff because you don't know how great your good is you know yeah. I, i i rail at people who are who are perfectionists perfectionists who like sit on a material for too long like they oh no it's not perfect it's not perfect i'm not gonna do it yet. oh it's not perfect yeah I, i need to work on it oh, i'm just gonna blah, blah, blah. i feel like there's a certain healthiness to wanting your work to be good yes but if you don't give yourself a hard deadline and if you keep tweaking that shit you're not gonna be a good uh i don't feel like you're gonna be a good Uh, uh, artist because your work young dah young yeah yeah like ninety eight percent can your work that's just ninety eight percent is a bunch of other people's one hundred twenty percent you know oh, yeah, so yeah. if yeah yeah you know because a work can only have within it so many ideas if you just uh if you just give yourself a hard deadline and it's, and then output way more than you sit and edit. You would probably gain a better audience, get a, a wider body of work, a lot more people can find you, and you know you get more support and all this other good stuff. But you know, yeah, I guess that all depends, yeah. lah. That, that really depends on because some people just like like I think we talked about this. A lot of people who got big like recently, whether it's YouTube or comedies, comedy wise, yeah. it's just they kept putting stuff out, regardless of how you yeah. like. Even if you think it's shit. They just kept putting their stuff out, and sometimes yeah. a random thing hits, and then everything else follows suit. <clears throat> yeah, but yeah, there's a balance to it, you know. Yeah. Like you, you don't want to be the guy who releases. You don't necessarily want to aim at being the guy who releases one thing every four years, but also you don't want to be the guy who releases an album every day. Yeah, like you know. Yeah, it's you gotta find like the middle. Kudos, but uh, you don't want to be like. <laughs> but I do feel like a lot of the people I know who are in the creative, you know, feel one of like my peers even they sit on their material a little too long. I feel like you should just put your stuff out there. People are people want stuff. They don't necessarily care uh, if your stuff is unpolished or like what you think is lame because you're not your audience. Yeah, you get what I mean. Yeah, I have to remember remind myself a lot about that. I am not. The my, guy yeah. who listens to my stuff, I am the guy who makes it. So whoever listens to it, I should listen to them. So if they want more doodle videos or more videos of me making noodles, yeah, you exactly. Know? <laughs> I want yeah, more videos I'm of you going around buying curry puff. That's what I want. Uh, <laughs> that video, <laughs> to, the, to yeah. the people listening who never listen to your, never watch your YouTube before, I'm describing the videos. They're like, what YouTube channel? <laughs> Is this? It's so many random collection of stuff. Yo, And to be fair, picture, it is. You know, yeah, it is. It's a random is, collection uh, of stuff. There's smart you stuff. There's lazy stuff. Yeah. There's stupid stuff. Mm. There's everything. I mean, I take offense to the lazy part, but everything else. Okay, fair. <laughs> yes, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh no! It's uh, the stuff you make uh, seem like it's lazy, but uh, you actually put a lot of work into. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's I'll take that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that, I'll take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel like if you listen to this podcast, you probably have, you probably watch the YouTube. It's called Metapucha, and yeah. I feel like I would not have this following unless 
people know me from the YouTube. Yeah. I feel like I was feeling, you know. So, mm. yeah. Um, <laughs> thanks for uh, checking out the YouTube stuff. It's, it's good. Just one more no, that thing viewer. where like, I like checking out everything that my the people in my surrounding do and supporting really? it. Like, I just like doing it. Like, uh, oh. you put out the album, which is fucking awesome. I thanks. listened to it before it came out. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, you did. Like, you were one of the few people I gave like a pre-listen to. Yeah, so like even if yeah. like if my group of friends, whenever they put stuff out, I immediately would check it out, share it out, because like it's important to do that shit. Like you say, it's even like you want your own community, but then also there's a there's like a like a happy place you get to when the community of artists around you is doing good shit also. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, Brian Tan has been yeah. murdering it on YouTube. Yeah, he, I mean, he's been he posting a lot of his uh, bits. Yeah, yeah. Guys, yeah. you know Brian Tan. He's been on this uh, podcast for, I think, twice now. I'm going to get him on again. Yeah. And uh, he, he's on YouTube now. Search for Brian Tan. Uh, Brian Tan, I think, Brian Tan Live. And then you, you'll see his stuff. He's great. A Malaysian comic, support Malaysian products, support Malaysian content. And one of the things that I, I I think is super important, like locally in your community, like if you're if uh if you want good stuff coming out of the people in your community, you should support whatever the the people are doing. Um, much um, how do I say this properly? Like, here's the comment that I really hate uh hearing, uh when people see local content and they're like, ah, this is not as good as you know some international shit. They compare it to like international stuff and yeah. I'm like this is not helpful when you do this you are not like looking at the work that we're doing here for you as a exactly. service to you you know like you think we're doing this to compete with Marvel no man we're doing this yeah. for you okay? because we are here living your life and we're doing references to things you know we're using the language you speak at home and so we're we're bringing you out there so if you're not supporting your own shit what the fuck is this you know, it's like, I don't like this, this disingenuous people who, like, claim to be a critic of, 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 of the work, but then they make weird-ass comparisons that are not supportive to the content we're trying to make. Not, not especially because, whatsoever. Uh, especially because, especially if the, um, these people are, like, especially here in Malaysia, be- because our scene is tiny. It's such a baby scene. Like, everybody barely knows each other. Everybody is, like, three WhatsApp groups away from each other. So, like, if you just... (laughs) If you talk shit about the local stuff, comparing it to big, giant international industries with, like, decades of history, then what... What is the point of you talking about this? Just fucking... Shut up. (laughs) If they come, then you buy. But until they come, you have us, bro. What the fuck you want? Yeah. We're not deliberately doing shitty things. (laughs) We're We're trying We're trying... We're trying to dedicate it to a particular group of people that we know who have enjoyed our stuff who are not you. So, yeah. <clears throat> I, I, I'm not sure if I talked about this in the How to Malay podcast or anywhere else, but we, I, I, I have this thought about the, the, the position of critics in comedy, in uh, media. I think we talked about it outside of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah. I want to know, does Singapore have, like, this, like, maybe a magazine or an online portal or whatever who, that they talk about comedians and stuff? Uh, no? no, but they, like, whenever they do, it's usually, like, supportive stuff. So, they're like, uh, uh, if they ever were to write about stand-up, it's more supportive, but 
There's no okay. critic, I would say. There are like people who are like, oh, we this guy is, uh, we checked out this guy is pretty good. Check him out, that kind of thing. It's like very. It's not even. A, I would. I wouldn't even call it a critic. They're just like sharing your show, kind of thing. Mm. Oh, okay, okay. So no, like because my thing is, I was trying to because if I was a consumer of of media and I want to find Malaysian content, I would also want to know like. Where do I find like I would know how to find me if I if I'm a fan of something like what I make. You get what I mean? Yeah. If I'm a kid, yeah, if I'm nineteen and I wanna look for some crazy podcast uh that's funny or like a, a a comedy album, I wouldn't know where to look for because I don't know where like where the people who talk about media are. And I'm not sure if that's a thing that is a problem with you know, people now. Like, how do you guys find your media? You just wait for Facebook to tell you? You just wait for Instagram to show something and for it to show up on your timeline? Isn't that kind of weird? How does... Do everybody... Does everybody have to buy into this internet advertising shit? Because I really don't want to do that, man. But that's... No, I don't even... You can't even say internet advertising anymore. It's actually the forefront of all advertising. <sighs> oh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. My if thing anything, is, I don't like if to, anything, you yeah. advertise on newspaper and magazines. You're the ones who are lagging behind. <sighs> I I get that. Like what I don't want is to I don't want to feed the beast of Facebook uh. and Google, who are these two giant uh, ad companies now. Basically, they're ad companies because they sell ads. Like I because the whole if if your content reaches, therefore your ad reaches, and then this is the whole reason. Why our news, uh, why the local news is not local news, why the news industry in the first place, the whole pillar of journalism is on fire because you know there's no integrity in, in, uh, in content now because to sell ads means to sell whatever people click on and people only click on news they want to read. You get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, and this is why there's sensational news, there's gossip, there's divisive content. Yeah, there's the clickbait news kind of thing. Yeah, clickbait shit. And, I, and if I buy ads, I feel like I'm supporting these kind of people. So I'm like, I have no idea where the fuck to go. It's, it's kind of annoying. I, I, I'm like disappointed at how this system has, has become. And I'm like, I kind of, I'm sad now for the lack of news papers, literally. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. Don't you feel like Just to be fair When was the last time You held a newspaper Too long ago Exactly At the time Because Back then The idea that you could Choose your own news Was so exciting Like oh I don't care About sports I don't need sports I'll just Read science and technology Whatever the fuck News I want to read I, want, I just want I to read about... Star Daily That's all I want to read Yeah can You don't <laughs> just read that You don't want to do Any other shit Okay good It was, it was like It was kind of a joke To say print media is dead but now I'm like realizing that not just because I'm now I now have content to advertise, but more much up now I'm realizing that the news has devolved into serving the people punya id and their their whatever their subconscious primal needs. They want to know about gossip. They want to know about fearful hate mongering divisive shit because that's the one we click on and share the yeah. most. Even though these aren't necessarily news, sometimes I just really genuinely want to know. You know what the schedule is for for the public transportation, or yeah. you know what I mean, like yeah, what what the new policies are with the with the new community leader who I was supposed to vote for the next election, not supposed to vote for who is on the ballot for 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 the for the next. Punya, but all, the fuck. again, all of that is a Google away. 
The Google search the away. But you have to actively do that now because the. Oh, you the want just a use. like a communal thing where like okay, that's the good place. That's the thing you go to if you want this information. Okay, think about how okay. I I I'm sure Singapore has something like this, but like the thing that the government pushes to our phone, which yeah. is the SMS yeah. from the Menteri Kesihatan, the uh, they will say, hey, this the message is immaterial. What it, what is important is the government says, hey, people, citizens of this country, all of you need to know this information. Blah. So that you all have it and now you know, kan? Okay, yeah. good. Let's move on. With the we don't have that anymore. Whatever information we have is whatever we choose to see. Therefore, we do not have a collective uh, knowledge about things yeah. that we can all action uh, We can all action on together. I, I guess that was it's the thing so where, like, weird. back in the day, whatever a newspaper posts is fact. Because like that's the only thing you can read to know about the yeah. world, right? That whatever right. that whatever is, it's written in the newspaper is fact. But then now, yeah. because everyone basically filters their own yeah. news cycle, yeah. yeah, yeah, like you don't know if whatever, like you don't know if it's, this writer is biased or he's left leaning, right leaning, whatever, and you just yeah. you don't don't know what's real. It's a whole thing. Even though, sure, back then it is, it has its own issues. You got lah when you just blatantly trust the news. Yeah. But journalistic integrity is also like a particular, like it's a much of, it's a whole, it's a whole different discussion. But like the idea that everybody has the same set of facts um, is also important, can yeah. to work from. You read the facts and then you form your own biases later, and then you go and then you whatever you go around in the world, you at least know that different. When, uh, when different political leanings are reporting on the same set of facts, okay. But now <laughs> you have your own set of now you have your own set of facts on your phone. You can you can choose whatever the fuck that that feeds into your yeah. biases, and this is where like weird ass extremism shit. This is why they stormed the capital wearing a fucking <laughs> yak costume. Like fuck, I hate the idea of supporting online ads because this is what has happened to news. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, but the thing is, I uh, like for me personally, I remember for you, like we have. What we have on our phones is basically what we have cultivated for our own selves, right? What yeah, you see on yeah. your phone is totally on you. So yeah. that feels okay to me. Like it's, I yeah, like I'll that you safety. Why like oh yeah, I'm comfortable. It's not safe. It's not. It's legit not safe because you only choose what you want. Yeah. You don't choose what you need. If if there is a particular if if the news is telling you that it's gonna be there's gonna be a, a fucking meteor. Hitting the country and you never get that news and you just play video games and just just read fucking football news and, and wrestling news. You never get any news no, about, about no, no, the media no. that coming. Is, that is the thing. You know how like nowadays because of Twitter and all that. Whenever there's COVID news, it's immediately at the top because they have their own tracker on Twitter and all that yeah. of COVID nineteen news. That. So if there's that a meteor, when... I would assume the tracker would like meteor is coming. Stop playing yes, video games, but... dickhead. But yeah, yeah, I know. But meteors and COVID aside, all of this is like fucking too late. We have so many more other more important things we need to know about. We need to know how our infrastructure is working or not. We need to know who is the pedophiles in the area. We we need to know. Uh, <laughs> Why well, so you can get yeah, to know them? <laughs> who is the candidates on the ballot? <laughs> Make sure my name is not on there. You know, <laughs> so, <did they> <laughs> so I can yet? go. Yeah, go out with a trench coat and a mustache. So, because <laughs> back when news is news, these are yeah. things we need to know. Need to know. You get know I mean? Like fucking petrol prices, uh, 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 uh new construction, uh, traffic news, weather news, all of these default shit that I think we should bring back with the whole 
government can push messages to my phone thing why don't you push me all this other stuff that I also need to know because I really do not like the idea of self-curated news because this means there's no long you know what is also a good function of the news if you get like a nice little thick uh, newspaper that has a lot of different columns you get yeah. like the science part yeah, where yeah, people yeah. just just a scientist will randomly talk about science a little bit and you get to read about that see a diagram at least everybody has the same set of facts now anti-vax people are out here people who don't believe in the COVID thinking it's a conspiracy what the fuck is this it's all like devolving into into some sort of informational apocalypse I do not like it it makes me feel unsafe I don't enjoy the idea that news is garbage now and it's because of this two giant companies who are selling advertisements yeah, so the, I hate it like whatever you're complaining about this is the reason why I just like why my life is pretty much me switching off <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, it's too much. Like, I, it's okay. You know what? I like do my podcast, play video games, do comedy, watch shows, sleep. This is the problem. This I like is the that. People who are not... I get it. You like it. Does you know, it mean this is good for you? If I turn it on, it's too much shit that I have to see because through. What? Okay. All right. You, you think it's too much shit, right? Yes. Okay. So now, my thing is, uh, I, I, do, I do think that as the whatever my proposal is which is the government should give a set of news that news should be given to you anyway and then as a communicator as a guy who knows how to write media I should be able to or people like me should be able to 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 construct the news in such a way that it's attractive to read and satisfying and also it goes into your head and you understand the impact of, to your daily life yeah you get what I mean this is yo if we have if there is a, such a thing as a centralized news system for 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 a whole country i feel like there's so many ways that it can be smarter like there is one say, in Malaysia. Uh, astro what uh, what is, what are you talking about what is this it now? is the news and all is isn't that isn't astro like a national like tv thing a- astro is private it, oh it's private yeah Yo, fun fact, Astro News, Astrawani, yeah. the news site, they don't have their own journalists. They just, they report news other people report first. Wait, so, so what was even... Malaysia's like national TV station? Was it like TV Satu, TV R- World? RTM, yeah, 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 RTM. Yeah, the oh, terrestrial RTM's so shit news. now. It's, yo, fun fact, it's always been shit. But that's, fair. That's, that's just how the government manages the money. You know, oh. I'm not saying that my suggestion is not to give the current government anything because they're just gonna fuck it up their own butt. <laughs> but my thing is, my this is my idea. If you are an emerging nation, if you are listening, if and you, you are have an emerging, idea, and you're one yeah. singular human being who happens to stumble upon <laughs> this podcast, this. Uh, <laughs> here's my plan. Whenever whoever listening wants to run for office, this is the thing. So, first off, the centralized news thing, uh, uh, if you can have all the telco data for, for the, for, 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 uh, for, uh, to disseminate this text, right? Then you can also make it so that the, so that the telco open your rules is to, when you sign up for a card, you need to give your maybe IC number or whatever. IC number is great because once you have the IC number, you can then triangulate whether or not this person has a job. And what kind of income level this person might be in, or maybe more useful where they live, what community they've operated in, and then your news can be tailored to whatever community they are they are living in. 
suppose you know what I mean suppose I'm living and functioning all around Puchong and then my telco knows that I'm around Puchong and then uh, I get a message uh, from the government saying hey by the way if you try to drive southbound it's going to be uh, traffic because blah 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 and then you know get an interactive map on there so I can see oh right this is going to be oh I'm planning to whatever whatever and then I can reroute thank you centralized news it's so easy to make to make people trust the government. You just need to also be able to communicate useful shit to the people and help them once in a while with the big things. But yeah, man, I feel like this is the thing we have to plan for. We just have to build another news network and then... Yo, Singapore can do this. Are you guys on track for doing this? Do you guys get messages from the government? We do, but it's uh, more... Currently, it's just updates on numbers and stuff. It's like now, uh, it's you can... It's not even news. It's like Telegram group chats that you join. Wait, is that no? It's government. Wait, uh, government made uh, a Telegram group chat, okay, like a proper okay, okay, thing, yeah. and you subscribe right. to it, and then you just get your news from there. They'll like feed you stuff huh. like randomly about the numbers or traffic. There's specific ones for traffic, hmm. and you just follow up. But then again, like you, like even in Malaysia, if you want about all this tech stuff, not everyone has a phone. That's true, but. That's the thing. Phones are cheap enough that you should give somebody a phone. Don't you think so? Like, oh, at least one that can receive text messages. Yeah, one that can receive, you know, uh, I think one that can have Telegram in it is also cheap yeah. enough for sure. You, for, for people who are, you know, no longer dependent. So if you reach a certain age, you can just apply for your government phone. Then you get Government it. phone. That sounds. Yeah, bro. The moose is in, like, he's a communist, guys. Government yes. phone. I am I I like the idea of communist leading. Yo, do you know that the stats for <laughs> the the stats for like the percentage of people following uh people who are in poverty uh, is actually going down. Like fewer people are percentage wise in mm. poverty, even though we're in a system of capital. Most of those numbers are people in China, because the CCP has done a lot of like social programs. And they did a lot of uh, uh, funneling money to to bring their people out of the agrarian society, fucking into the the, the service industry. Yeah, into the tech shit, and that's a lot of government uh, interf- not interference. Government punya aid. initiatives. Yeah, it's government aid, government initiatives. If you're a government, do the job of the government, lah. I feel like I don't mind yeah. in any state. I mean, you completely. I'm government's doing a pretty good job. Yeah, because you're Singaporean. Yeah, I'm like, I'm okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are you complaining so much? Like, it's been, oh yeah, you're because Malaysian. Because I'm Malaysian. Yeah. yeah. I, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so upset. And, but also the news, like, the news yeah, yeah, is yeah, really, yeah. yeah, that's the big deal now. Because, because of the news being this weird and we all get our sources from different places that aren't even, you know, they're not journalists. They don't, they don't care about journalistic integrity necessarily. They're just a blog. <laughs> then <laughs> you know what I mean then that's why we get all this shitty ass clickbait shit because of the ads and I can't sell my content because I have to buy into this ad system and give money to hey, promote, Google and Facebook know, it, uh, boost it on Facebook uh, it's always a good choice <laughs> uh, no. I hate boosted all the shows have the, have the bo- a budget for Facebook boost Instagram boost I hate that I hate that so much man Facebook games it. We know Facebook games it. So many times Facebook has been like, 
like under like trial and shit for anti-monopoly <laughs> anti-monopoly like, antitrust antitrust. Anti- antitrust shit where they abuse their position as the number two fucking ad space people you know as a casual user of Facebook you know Facebook games the numbers you don't see posts from all your friends now you have to pay sometimes right? you, you if you Yo, post a link there's a thing okay like this is real ah uh, uh, you know ah. how when I first started uh, like the podcast with, with you and uh, Zainal, I was like really into yeah. doing videos. Yeah. And honestly, Facebook and Instagram has taken that joy away from me. I hate posting videos now. Why? Especially Facebook. Because like, like, I have my own like so-called fan page, right? For yeah, for my, my uh, comedy site. And then I also yeah, have my yeah. own personal page. So I will mm-hmm. post these two. Uh, and then I have... Like, I don't have a lot of friends on my Facebook. But mm. always, like, whenever I see, when I post on both sides, I ask my I ask mm. people who follow both my personal and my fan page what they see. Yeah. And it's usually they see a lot more from my personal side. Mm. Because then they're like, because they, they want the fan page stuff to be, because you're, 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 that's your business. So they yeah. want you to boost that shit instead, you know. Because personal, yeah. who gives a fuck about boosting personal? But then yeah. they kind of like throttle the, the your fan page stuff. So you... Yes. Obligated to boost it. Yeah, I I, I realized that I'm like this is fucking bullshit, man. Yeah, they game it. They game it for your money because nobody is raining Facebook in because they are they are lucky that they launched in 2007 where the rules about what they're doing have not yet been 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 established. And because even all the antitrust now, stuff was uh, from what I read is it was all written prior to you know online like the online boom. So like all the extra stuff were made for actual businesses, actual ad companies. Yeah, Facebook has invented a new way of you know a new a whole new genre of crime. Yeah, <laughs> crime. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's fraud, bro. Like, okay, I I post very rarely on Facebook. When I post a thing on Facebook, it's usually like a long ass essay when I'm remembering some shit or whatever the fuck. And people people like my longest essays, essays, and I think because they haven't seen me in a while, they're like, oh, okay, let's give this guy a like. And the one time I post a link, nobody sees it. Like <laughs> zero impressions. Because Facebook knows, oh, you're trying to promote something, right? Well, give us money then. As somebody who works at a company that has digital marketers on the inside, it's the whole thing that they do. Yeah. They have to really, Facebook really wants to, uh, to wants you to pay for that shit. And it's not, you know, it's not nice. It's like it's deliberately fucking swindling. I'm not gonna be supportive of this. Dala, Facebook is known to like legitimately. Okay, you know the they have psychographics, right? What so is demographics that? is the demographic. Okay, so the target demographics is your age group, your where you live, and um, uh, your purchase habits, right? Okay. This is why. Facebook is free. They track all your activities with the cookies and all the sites you go to so they can market you specific products, right? So, psychographics is how Facebook gauges a, uh, a user with your mood. So, they know when uh, you're feeling down and then they uh, and then they give, they know that if people feel feeling down, more likely to buy fast food and then they give you that ads. If you're feeling uh, uh, happy and joyful, then okay, let's give this guy condom ads. Like, it's a, it's it's like part of how they you remember when, when Facebook just introduced the stuff Facebook usually, back when you can only like things. Yeah. And, and then now you can add emotion to it. 
that stuff sort of colors the psychographics. So they know, okay, this post got a lot of hearts. And when you got a lot of hearts, and this target demographic is ladies who are this age to this age, okay, give them baby ads. So like these are now Facebook now knows the mood of their users such to such that they know how to target ads based on that. <coughs> and, be- and they have this information and they use it to sell more shit. Oh, man. It's not like they, they use this to like, oh, okay, people are feeling bad. Let's show them happy memories of their past or whatever the fuck. They don't do that. You know what I mean? I hate it when, when, when big ass billion, do- fucking trillion dollars worth uh, of, of, of a company that's worth trillions of dollars and they do this kind of bullshit. It makes me want to fucking punch things. But... You know, Facebook, man. How the fuck? See, this is why yeah. I everyone just stay in your own bubble, man. Life's so much better that way. <laughs> uh, play your games, right? Watch your shows, movies. You know, watch sports if you uh, like sports. Do your own thing. Who gives a fuck about you know, all these troubles? It, you will end up like Musake. Uh, this is what happens he, when you pay too much attention. I'm, no, I'm, <laughs> listen, I'm, back, I'm back here because I used to not have to do this because back when I could just do stage shows to the people who come yeah. to the stage shows God, I can just sell my album to people who want to listen to the album but now I need to reach need outside to of online it. stuff yeah. yeah and when I get back to this especially because I've been online way longer I feel like and back before this bullshit happened with Facebook and Google back when when you're online if you're good people will find you back when like now, if people app- gravitate to your stuff you automatically be pushed to the top of YouTube because pure on pure numbers instead of analytics. Yeah, pure numbers. Yeah. yeah, now it's like the algorithm will give you stuff. Yeah. You know, the the algorithm will give you shit. It's just it's disheartening. And here's the thing: as I'm talking about this, I know I'm getting frustrated. I know maybe the <laughs> people who are listening are like, "The fuck, man, Moose needs to calm the fuck down." And <laughs> and I don't have a clear solution to this. I just know that what my one solution is for the government to give us news, and that's dumb. <laughs> I, 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 the government you don't trust to give the you the news. Trust to give you the news you <laughs> expect to trust. Most? Yeah, what? yeah, it's not gonna work. <laughs> I'm like, I just you know, at the end of this, like the not at the end of the like, I just I'm just finding a way to be okay with living in this a fucking apocalypse, man. As much as I would love to like like duck my head down and just ignore stuff, I kind of can't. I'm way too. Uh, don't you feel like as a as a comic, you do have a particular whiskers to people's emotions and the air of what people yeah. feel, and so you respond to it with your material. Yeah, yeah. As in, it's a weird thing to like. You can't explain it, but you kind of feel what the audience wants from you. Can so you kind of subconsciously head towards that direction. Yeah. So you. So we are particularly sensitive. You get what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so this is my sensitivities are but this. also we're using that to manipulate the way we act <laughs> to fit into what you so you like us more. It's not that for your the, benefit; it's for our benefit. That is, that is what people do on stage when they're doing stand up. Yes. Um, okay, my, right, I right. do. We're evil. Yep. Yeah, I'm not doing I improv. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> we're not kind-hearted souls like improv artists. No, I uh, yes, I'm not. <laughs> I did not put any of those words in, in your mouth. I'm not putting any value judgment. I'm yeah. just making sure what we're saying is what we're saying. Yeah. So, like, I, my sensitivities is to this. I bristle hard and I, I twitch. My radar gets really loud when I notice people are behaving in a way that's philosophically harmful. You know? If you're... If, 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 okay, this is my last point about this. I really have to drop this. I know people are annoyed. <laughs> but, 
But like I, uh, I I feel like If you really want to support Somebody You want to support Kamarul For example Go to QAM Go to his Instagram Like his post Go to his Spotify Listen to How to Malay Poke him about Posting more content online And then and, and you know Engage with people directly Because we can do that now I have a Patreon You can support me directly uh, uh, and this way This is why I have a Patreon Actually I really don't want To give more ad money To Google If I put more stuff On YouTube <laughs> Even though I still get AdSense money from them <laughs> I, I'm like Okay I know But I don't want To rely on that As much I still have to I want to have A more honest Connection with the people So this is This is where My frustration is from This little sensitivity Towards how We move about Ideologically you know what I mean? <laughs> if I just ignore stuff, I'm gonna be in my own bubble and then everybody's in their own bubble and we don't yeah. get to be together as people. It's not nice. Yeah. But it's comfortable though. Oh fuck man. I like it. Comfort so is much. the comfort is the enemy of progress, bro. You gotta you gotta be uncomfortable. You have to endure discomfort. Yeah, but then grow. progress leads to stuff like revolution and that's so much effort. <laughs> like, you know, bro. Like, if I was in, uh, like, back in the day, I was stuck. I would be just the kind of like, yo, British, okay, what? Can we just. Yeah, okay. They're good people. <laughs> British, okay, what? Yeah, I would be totally oh, be one man. of those guys. They're like, hey, bro, you know, buildings, uh, new buildings here, like, it's fine. You're the guy who. Yo, when I was in Singapore, I'm like. I remember thinking this. I was thinking before, I'm like, why is this Raffle statue here? Is he. <laughs> why? Because I'm like, this is. Is this the guy the colonizer. And you want him Yeah And you made a statue of him And I remember We talked about this In the How to Malay podcast I remember the solution Quote unquote solution Was not to tear the statue down When everybody else Was tearing down statues It was like To put up more statues yeah. Of the other people Put up the other st- <laughs> you know, We don't tear people down here man Okay It's so hilarious <laughs> to me why people are good But us also good So then we put ah, oh, Join him Because <laughs> he's the first one And you all join The Power Rangers <laughs> Oh my god Build already it's one so If you tear down Waste money But so You know Tear down <laughs> You build already money. So Just put a new one <laughs> <laughs> Oh man Are you hopeful For, for Singapore About 2021 And how you guys go- Are gonna go Yeah man I mean currently yes I mean, they, uh, we just had uh, there were new, our newspaper. We talk about newspaper. Finally, we saw the picture of our prime minister getting the vaccine. Oh yeah! So everyone's like, okay, yeah, we're probably gonna get it in the next couple of months. They're slowly disseminating nice. it. So there's that. Uh, okay. Shows are opening up again. So that's that. Mm. And I mean, yeah, I mean, Christmas went fine. People were doing okay. And then New Year's, people got to go in groups of eight. The biggest group mm. we've had. Finally, there's no nice. more awkward gatherings of like five of five people at one table, and then one of your friend has to sit on the another table, but put their chair facing you, so he feels like he's part of the group when he's clearly not. Like you know, if you sat away from your group of friends, you're the one person that no one gives a fuck about. Okay, let me just say that. Wow. Mm, that <laughs> so, yeah, it, Everyone's like chilling now. It, there's a good, there's a good feeling in the country. We're like, okay, we 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 do we're going in the right direction. Yeah, as long as you do not, you know, as long as you keep staying vigilant about the causeway. Oh, now, now okay. there's a thing where like, when times are good, I see when people are against what we have in terms of the government. Like, yeah, then you can yeah. voice your displeasure. But in the pandemic, yeah. you gotta be real. Like they, 
they, they kept that shit tight. Like, they were pretty good. Yeah. They were like, yeah, yeah there was the whole, like, you know, uh, foreign worker thing in Singapore where, like, the dorms were really, they, because it was so tight space, they were living in uh, yeah. abhorrent conditions. So that's why the yeah. disease. They solved mm. that. Also, after a few months, you saw no no such news of that. They're like, they're, mm. they, yeah, they fuck up. But then in the pandemic, they're like, dude, okay, this is, who else has solutions? We have to listen to them. And it's yeah. been going okay. Hmm. And you know, uh, wait. What what about travel? Have you, have the news about how you guys are gonna manage uh, inter international wait, traveling? Things? I mean, open traveling is still not. They still want you to only travel when you absolutely have to. There's still no like okay. holiday traveling per se. Right. But, uh, I, so far, I I've seen a lot more because I'm in school now, right? And uh, there's a lot of international students who are part of my school. And recently, a bunch of them have flown in to to, 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 to to get back into Singapore to study. So, I think it's slowly opening up. I see okay. the numbers. But then, yeah, it's two weeks of quarantine and all that shit. But, yeah, just download the Trace Together app if you're Singaporean. This is my mm-hmm. uh, PSA. Download it. <laughs> yeah. But know that it can track that when you're doing a crime. Just know that. Uh, <laughs> they will use it if you commit crimes. <laughs> Shit. But apart from that, yeah, it's all good, bro. Hmm. So, so when you travel, you you have to say when they ask you is business is it for business? And they're like, so business, business, business or death? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no you can't travel for pleasure. You can't anymore. travel for pleasure anymore. It's purely business, mm. man. But diet, I really want to. I forget like before when traveling was open and you can do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly, I'm the guy. I like I said, I'm, I like my own bubble. I like the comfort. I yep. never traveled. Like, I didn't care much about traveling. Yeah, I don't know you as a travely type of person. If I travel, I, I there's no PS4. There's no, you know. Like, God damn it, come. <laughs> there's like my laptop. I can bring my laptop, but like you know, uh, I don't have my day. Do I don't day. have all this stuff. I like traveling. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Even traveling, mm. I have the bubble of places I like to go. Like every time That's, I go, okay. Let be honest with you, I go up to yeah. KL every year, right? Yeah. Before this, I always mm. do the same stuff. <laughs> I I'm brutally honest, go to the same places, do the you're same such stuff. A fucking, you're such a hamster. Exactly. At one point, I have to go Mid Valley. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just have to go. Uh, <laughs> I have to go. Uh, I have to go to the Cap City to to look at caps because I want to. I like caps. Uh, mm. It's always like a like a thing. Uh, it's the same shit. I have to meet certain people, do shows. Okay. So that was be- that was before. Yeah. Hmm. And now, I'm just at home, and I'm okay with it. Like the whole yeah. like lockdown thing. The only thing that sucked was not performing. That's purely it. <sighs> yeah. Other than I, that, I, yeah. I was okay with life. I have a bag at all times. I have a backpack full of travel stuff so that I can go wherever, wherever I need to. This is something I've had ever since I, I moved out of the house and I enjoy traveling. It doesn't have to be super far away. Sometimes it's just to a different state. Uh, I do travel internationally at least several times, at least every quarter I would do that either to perform or like for some other thing. Um, usually for work, uh, but 
and I do I like the safety of being able to put my life in a in a bag and be able to leave. That to me is like safety. And because I can't have that during the pandemic, it took a long while for me to be okay with that, man. My safety is me unpacking that bag when I come home. Unpacking a bag is crazy to me. That's my safety. It's You're like, ah, okay. I'm back to where it's safe. Nah. The, the one time that bag got stolen because I, I, just, I got really very careless one time, the, ba- the bag was stolen. I erect me for the next couple of days. I was inconsolable. I needed to really take a lot of time to like regroup. Like I was mentally like discombobulated. But now, I now like I have that backpack here and it's just doing nothing. And I fucking hate it. Unpack that. It's the worst. Nah, bro. Unpack that bag. Get comfortable in your surrounding. Okay, order some bread food. Buy a PS4. No, it'll all be get good. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> How do you ask me to buy a PS4? You don't earn any money. You know? <laughs> but I have, you, you, you want to, just to talk to me about earning money? I have a PS4. <laughs> I have what? two PS4s in this house, boss. <laughs> I'm not into that. That's not why I spend money. You know what I spend money for? I spend money to travel. Yeah, then now what are you going to do with that money, Moose? <laughs> I'm going to save it so that next, like, next year, I, I don't know, whenever we can travel, I get to travel <laughs> some other place. See, but uh, then when the world shuts down again, you're, you're com- uncomfortable again. I'm so used to just being in one spot that when the world shuts down, hey, life's pretty good. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> fine for you, man. You're you're a Singaporean <laughs> hamster. Hermit you crab. just like... You like moving in between cages. That's alright. <laughs> like, no, Singapore I mean, is... Like, I talk to, like, to the group of comics that I hang out with. Even my comedy is that way, where, like, I talk about just the things around me. So, like... <laughs> and I don't travel a lot, right? So, like, my jokes would be about my void deck, my granddad, my parents, my family, school. It's uh, like... Because I, I don't do any other things. Yes. <laughs> And you don't even read, so you don't even have like fun perspectives about you know different subjects or what. You're just it's just, just what went on in my life, uh, like around me. Yeah, whatever joke I say is within a like a ten meter radius around me. We gotta figure out what to do with you, bro. <laughs> you gotta, I yeah, my tra- my traveling thing is like is so it's really very important to me. I, I really like the idea of being able to see other people's perspectives and like go around in different places and just be and not have to be t- I don't like tethering to one place I hate it so much it's it makes me very uncomfortable to stay in one spot so this pandemic has been terrible I mean people who listen to this podcast you know the, the past se- several podcasts it was a lot of me just <laughs> being really sad <laughs> so so now I'm like I'm kind of I want to be hopeful for the travel again but I also know with the climate change and everything I feel like I gotta be prepared for a, you know future pandemic still I gotta figure out how to get more money and it's like it's a whole deal Ooh. and I also think and like once this- traveling opens right each country is like is they are going to be more not racist but like wary of certain countries not because of race or the nationality but because of the number of cases so like oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think like people will be okay with accepting Singaporeans cause like hey their number's pretty low but Malaysians I think you're gonna take <laughs> yeah. a while before another country like, hey, come in, Malaysians, you're you're ready. You can have, you can enter my country. Yo, 2020 was such a fucky year because I remember people who I had this ambition. I remember this, which was to if I was to move to another place where comedy would be better, 
I would do I was like making buddies with Nigel uh, Nigel um, and then I was like connecting with the the other like the the people he was managed by uh, in the UK and I was like okay yeah Edinburgh Fridge this is gonna be great save money go to go to uh, the UK have some buddies I have some friends and family in the UK go there stay there and then try to see if I can work, work things out figure stuff out but I'm like now after Brexit is one of the worst places to be in you yeah. can't even freely move around Europe with it. Oh, it's such a bullshit thing. It used to be a time where if you were in London, uh, let's just take a train to Paris. Now it's like, what the hell? There's so many like weird shit that you can't you can't do now. The employment thing is weird now, over there. The the the, the visa situation is weird, and I mean this is outside of the pandemic, pula. So I don't know, man. Now I'm I'm I always teeter between between figuring out whether or not I need to move. Or or like firmly flat plant my feet where I am. There's there's only there's the two directions, which is fully in the direction of going elsewhere or further planting myself here. I, if I stay floating, it's not gonna work anymore because yeah. I I need to like really figure out how to build stuff. And you know, as somebody who likes traveling and likes to connect with with people, it's uh it's harsh in the time where connecting is only through screens and you know. So, yeah, I'm sorry, listeners, this episode is kind of a bummer. Nah, but you know what? <laughs> to be fair, during this whole thing, it's easier than ever to headline a, a club in another country. We, 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 <laughs> we said this, we talked about this before. You want to headline in America? Now's the time. Do we talk about this online? No, 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 right? Yeah. Yo, okay, I hate this, this idea now. Yo, the whole of 2020 and probably up to 2021, there are comics who have quote unquote headline an international comedy club you can headline quote uh, 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 a club in Burbank a club in New York a club in okay, Botswana just from your room and then put that in your portfolio how dare you do this fuck you okay, you did it you did it you need to be on that physical stage it's such a bullshit thing yo hey man you you gonna you, you, oh, where have you been performing well, all over the world really for real yeah you have your, the poster of your face is on a, a comedy a comedy club in London and then in in in, in Germany and in, in fucking fucking uh, Berlin and then it's in Hokkaido <laughs> and then and then the whole time you're in your room yeah how is this you, but, and oh, it doesn't I, work I when, like it. it doesn't count when you're going like yeah I'm headlining uh UK at four pm and I'm headlining US at eight pm doesn't work that way okay <laughs> you can't headline yeah. two different continents in the span uh. of a day. It's not how it works. And yeah, and then you put that on your resume, man. People do this though. Just I mean, just for further context for the audience, what has been happening is clubs have been doing Zoom shows, right? But because Zoom shows is online, they can just get whoever is internationally to get on the show. And technically, you can be an international quote performing comedian without ever leaving your house. Good for the comedy, I guess. But I feel so weird and squeaky and unfair. <laughs> Because you're not there in the room. Also, you're not doing stand-up. It's not. It's not really stand-up. It's a Zoom performance thing that's weirdly distanced and the rhythms are off and, like, you get laggy and... Ah, it's it's icky, man. It's kind of (laughs) gross to me. I don't know. No, I fully accepted it where, like, I did a couple of Zoom shows and then recently Singapore opened up a bit to where I get to do actual shows. Yeah. I, I remember during the whole pandemic thing, uh, I mean, as if you're not in it now, but like, you know, during the starting <laughs> part of it, where Zoom yeah, shows yeah. were constantly a thing, I did it, I'm like, okay, it's not that bad, I hear them laughing, 
it's good. I feel good that I'm still doing comedy. And then I do. I did that show in December. And I'm like, the fuck? That was the shittiest show I ever did. Zoom shows? <laughs> fuck all Zoom shows. So, uh, so Zoom bad. shows are... They're tough, man. They're a different thing. They're not stand-up. I don't think... I mean, it's a like Zoom comedy show. Like, okay, I find... You know, whenever you see a Zoom stand-up show, just be aware that what you're about to see is this. Uh, what you're about to enter is a meeting. You yeah. enter a video conference and somebody is telling jokes. If no, if it. it's a Zoom meeting of you watching somebody on an actual stage where like they film it on, as a live stream, that's fine. I still see that that's, as you performing. No, I mean if there's okay. an audience there and you're there, you're just viewing the okay. show from a screen. Okay. Okay. That's okay. But if you bought specifically Zoom meeting comedy shows, where like we're we're at a Zoom meeting, you can see my bedroom. Yeah. Then yeah, that's not. It's different. It's totally it's just different. different. You know what I mean? And I don't think you should be able to put on your resume that you perform in the UK. You know what I mean? Headline. Like when you're still in, <laughs> you're still in, in fucking you're in Kalang and you're headlining <laughs> the London whatever the hell. Headline. Oh, here's another thing. Oh, man. Here's another thing that happens sometimes is uh, this is back during the middle middle bit of the lockdown. It's going to happen also when we slowly start to open up to do shows, um, which is people claiming that their venue is sold out. But actually, it's, it's just a capacity because of SOP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, your room does not actually... The maximum that hey, your listen, giant now, venue... Ah, okay. Yeah. Because that's how I <laughs> sold out my last show. Let me let me finish my point. Okay. So like your room traditionally can fit 170 people and then now it can only fit 20 and because 20 people come in, it's technically sold out and you say, sold out performance. That's not sold out, bro. <laughs> you know if it's really sold out or not. The room is not full. But that's all you can do, okay? <laughs> yeah, but okay, what is, what is sold out? Yeah, okay, what? Sold out means you have no more <laughs> tickets to sell. I know. Technically, legally, yes. But why advertise something as sold out? It is to show that you managed to sell out no, an entire theater. That means nobody the, else can yeah. come in. It's a promotional no. marketing thing. If you say yeah, I did that, two sold out shows, that means you packed the house. You can't say you packed the no, house. No, 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 everybody no, no. can do jumping jacks without touching <laughs> each other. This is not a thing. No, okay. Here's the thing. Sold out traditionally was... Okay, let's go back to like theaters and mo- like movies per se. If they put a sold yeah. out there, okay. means that okay, yeah, you we are not able to sell you any more tickets to this show. That's what sold out means. Yes, right. Yes. So yes, yes, the club I'm doing, okay, heroes can seat seventy five people, <laughs> seventy yes. to eighty people. Okay, but yes. because of social distancing, they limited it to thirty seats. And okay. how is it my fault? I sold thirty uh. seats. So, okay. the show is sold out. Like, the I cannot physically is... <laughs> sell you any more tickets. No yeah, one else can enter. Right. So, you're in right. that way, I sold out Masala. Nope. I no. did. You, no. Here's, why, here's where we differ. If you say you cannot sell any more tickets, fine. No more tickets. Are, tickets are no longer available. Great. Say that. Because the idea of so- selling out a house 
is very different emotionally. It's very different marketing-wise. If you say, I sold out a venue, that means nobody can physically come in anymore. Yeah. I do not want to say somebody sold out. Yeah, I know, but that's only because social distancing. I mean, if it's fully sold out, <laughs> that means you can't turn around comfortably. Ideally, especially for a comedy show, man. A comedy show is way better when it's everybody's packed, everybody's shoulder to shoulder. All the giggles are fucking yeah. reverberating. That is a sold-out show. I get if that. you did not manage to pack a house until it's a fire hazard, you did not sell you sell out any venue. Do not tell people you sold out a show. Just totally people. Technically, then then sell, tell people you technically sold out. Why don't you put technically? <laughs> then then I'll, I'll, I'll be okay. Yeah, how no, about, about that sold-out sign? Sold-out sign, but with an asterisk. And then below that, you explain asterisk due to SOP guidelines. <laughs> No, no, you say technically sold out. You have to say technically sold out. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this next comedian has technically sold out a venue. You can't say it. You sold out, man. That is such a disrespect to what selling out actually means. I get uh, Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, you can't be against performing internationally and also for the idea of selling out when there's only 15 people in the because audience. Because the selling out part benefited me. That's why I said it. What do you What do you mean? So you're saying if you can perform a Zoom show at Carnegie Hall, you would say, yeah, you did perform there. Carnegie you, Hall? Your, yeah, Madison Square. Madison Square Garden in New York. Nah, but then, nah, that's different. Because <laughs> like, I'm not physically there. I have to physically be there. <laughs> the fuck out of here. Then the people have to be physically there to fucking sell out the venue so okay, if no I'm seats at, are available. If I am at Madison Square Garden doing a Zoom show where there's no audience members... Then I'll still say I did Madison Square Garden because I was at Madison Square Garden. I see the kind of bullshit you have no ideological integrity, bro. No, <laughs> if you perform me on the stage itself at that venue, <laughs> then you are actually at the venue. Oh, sorry, you mean if you are physically there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's no, but, yeah. but there's no audience. Yeah, there's no Zoom. audience. Yeah. Okay, then then correct lah. Yeah, la, yeah that's la. what I meant. But but nobody came. <laughs> I said I headlined it I never said I sold tickets <laughs> Okay It's about uh, the jargon you use uh, We know we know, so we know, know we know all the fake marketing techniques That posters of comics use Okay, uh, okay. Technically so Technically know, Yahoo, what, what Yahoo just wrote that uh, Yahoo wrote A gathering of the Youngest up and coming comedians In Southeast Asia Right Yeah. And if I put it, he, they are talking about all of the season of the show that I was on, but I can use that right. to put on my poster one of the uh, yeah, uh, young up and coming comedians of Southeast Asia and put that Yahoo said this. I can do that, but I don't because that's lying. <laughs> but you know, so many comics do that. Take just a short yeah. snippet from a long thing <laughs> onto their poster, and then you call bullshit immediately. As comics, uh, we know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But okay, here's the thing, audience. I was gonna, I was gonna say, listener. So so you know, we're not really upset at how each other view things. What we're really upset at is that we we miss performing live. Yes, that's really <laughs> what it is. We miss being in a sold out show. We've never. I don't. I I, I will say I would never have never sold out a I show yet. Never sold out. Yeah. I mean, um, I have. But oh, God damn SOP. <laughs> but I I did sell out. Just say it. Was, I beat you yeah, to it. All but, right. You know. Say say what you want. 
But I was, <laughs> I was gonna say, an actual full crowd show. I've never had to be performing to an audience that's fully cramped shoulder to shoulder. I've been performing in front of a house that's full, of course. But me selling out with my only my name on the poster, never yet. And I just miss performing in a room full of full of a crowd and making people laugh in person. It's such a visceral, primal feeling. Oh, and and even listening laughter through Zoom is like it's thirty percent of actually hearing you laugh in person. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's such a far cry. And and I don't wanna just, you know, be moping or whatever. <laughs> because <clears throat> what what has helped me is finding out that the more I put stuff online, the more I find other people who still like my work. Even in its hobbled, you know, digital only format, yeah. I'm finding a lot more people who discover my shit. Uh, who you have been finding people who like your podcast, yeah, and that they find out coming up to your show. So I do like the, this idea of connectivity, even though we don't get to see each other in person. And I hope, listener, uh, <laughs> you keep supporting people you listen to on the Spotify, people you only ever see via Zoom, because right now, for the foreseeable future, this is the only way you can support us. Um, Especially, you know, people who are just trying to speak truth, be artists, and provide you with uh, good local content. You know what I mean? Yes, of course. Anything, yeah. What? Anything else you want to say before we wrap up? <coughs> uh, I mean, nah. I, got, I, I don't have much going on other than podcasts and the shows coming up at the end of the month. <coughs> yeah, what are they? You want to tell people? Uh, but I just realized that the end of the month shows, it's <coughs> technically... It's uh, it, it is ticketed, but it's more for an organization that we're doing the show for. So it's not actually like a open standard stand-up comedy show. It's like a night at uh with the Singapore Heritage Board. <clears throat> okay, so uh, what do you actually want to plug then? So, I mean, if you're listening and you know me and uh, how to Malay podcast, <laughs> we talked about it. Just listen to my yeah, po- okay. the podcast we're on. Listen, it's yeah. totally the dynamic is kind of the same as this episode. <laughs> obviously except, but except, except we talk about more Malay related stuff and uh, yeah yeah. and if you want to enjoy uh, me uh, speaking to Abba Mozek for an hour every Monday go check that out <laughs> yeah it, it's usually about being Malay and the you know the quirks of being Malay it's called How To Malay it's a bunch of episodes um, check out your favorite guest Fakapa is on there uh, Chiho is on Fakafa, there Chiho Kavin J yeah Kieran, yeah. yeah, a bunch of them. Yeah, a bunch of fun people. <clears throat> All right, so uh, before we, uh, we start off, I just want to give a quick shout out to the patrons over at patreon.com slash monkeys. Big shout out to Aisha, Wani, Amanda, Salah, Amsha, Natra, Alina, Ifyani, Susan, Kaisara, Faza, Arina, Tasnim, and Kistina. Thank you all for supporting uh, the work we do over at patreon.com slash monkeys. Go over there for fresh new content every week we do the we do a, a bunch of uh, fun sketches weekly and i've also been uploading exclusive uh videos on there uh every so often do check it out for a bunch of fun content and if you don't know what kind of content it is go to uh, spotify type pinball monkeys and there should be an album called somewhere on the spot go over there and listen to the stuff that we've been doing thank you so much for supporting us and thank you kamaru for dropping by on the podcast yeah thanks for having me all right. Uh, do good. Be kind. Wash your hands. Bye, everyone. I love you.